The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. God made me punch in accurate numbers. My castle won't crumble. What I tackle will fumble. I've been a leader when they ain't see it, but now my feet is up. According to me, royalty didn't end with King Tut. Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs. Big says sky is the limit. I look down on the ledge. I push the bar like I'm opening a cell. Hands in my cookie jar, you won't come out with a single nail. I need all of mine. The weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale. What's a king to a giant? Well, Goliath fell. Even if we playing chess, dog, this king can't be checked. I make all my moves on the board. I invented my steps. Uh-huh. I'm a king, the blood of a ruler. I feel like Mansa Musa. Musa. Make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda. Triangle, look at it from my angle. I'm a king, the closest thing to being one of God's angels. Yeah. I'm a king. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. king. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is a special edition of the Code of Conduct that is coming live to you today because we have some special breaking news about safety. Jordan Poyer returning back to the Buffalo Bills after the Buffalo Bills and Jordan Poyer were able to agree to a two-year contract to bring him back to Orchard Park. I sound a whole lot better than I did last night, don't I, Sarah? What's going on? <laughs> you, you were beyond frustrated last night. That wasn't the word. Um, very uh, passionate about losing Edmonds and thinking that we were going to lose Poyer. But I, I think you said it well that there's always a little chance. It's always a little. And, always it, a little and it happened. Chance. Yeah, always a little chance. Uh, we're also going to be joined by Sterling, and I believe Big Newt is going to jump in here in a second as well. Um, look, like I said, two-year contract that the Buffalo Bills um, agreed to terms with Jordan Poyer. Uh, so now we get to see the combination of Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde again. Um, the Buffalo Bills, look, after losing Tremaine Edmonds, um, it was a big hole And you didn't want to lose another player like Jordan Poyer. Uh, It's too much to replace in such a short period of time. Your initial two two captains, absolutely. And and defensively, um, it it, it just, I don't know. I I think with the AFC East, 
everybody uh, picking up and everybody doing a lot better um, as far as what we're seeing on teams. The, the Jets, we just found out Aaron Rodgers announced today that his intentions are to play for the New York Jets. So the Jets have a better quarterback. Then you're talking about Miami. Those guys have, have kind of started to kind of bulk up on defense and still they're looking for pieces on offense. While everybody else is getting better, you don't want to be complacent or, or take right. step backwards. So um, I'm going to bring Big Newt in. And then uh, we'll kind of just get both of your reactions. And then uh, we also have some other free agency news from the Buffalo Bills from this morning. And we'll kind of cover that really quickly. Uh, Big Newt, what's going on, man? What's up, Chief? How you doing? I'm a lot better than last night. How you doing? I know. I know. That's right. That's why I like. I got to hop on. I'm dropping everything. I want to talk today because today's a totally different day than last night. I tell you, man. I'm happy. I said it yesterday, man. We got to get poorer, man, even if we got to overpay them. So I'm a happy man today. Well, we don't quite know the terms yet as far as um, what it's going to cost us. But I do know that it's a two year agreement that that they came to as far as bringing Jordan back. Um, Sterling, how you feeling about this, man? Oh, man, uh, it's definitely a nice change of pace from working. Uh, I feel good about it, though. I tell you that. The Bills still need to draft a safety in mid-round. So at least they can groom this guy, right, for the next year or two. Uh, but I, I like it. You know, I was kind of getting irritated because nothing was happening. The safety market was very quiet. And uh, to hear that Poyer's back, man, you know, I'm not a big fan of let's get the band back together. But today I'm a big fan of let's get the band back together. Yeah, 100%. Because, you know, it, look, I get it. Both of these guys are in their 30s. Both of these guys have uh, mileage that you feel like you don't want to make long-term commitments to. But it gets to the point where, like you said, you still want to draft to replace them. You know, draft somebody young, draft somebody that we can groom and, and get ready to have such a prominent role. But you also want to make sure that you're doing that in such a way that you're not taking a step back to get them trained. Yep. Uh, Sarah, what's your initial reaction to, to everything that we got going on? Well, I'm excited. I, I want to obviously see what the contract is because I know like big Newt just said, even if we have to overpay, I, I hope we didn't have to totally overpay um, looking long-term, but um, I think that we needed to have, you know, we needed to bring somebody back on defense. That's going to, you know, let even us as fans, just kind of that sigh of relief and, Honestly, I think it was the one person we didn't think was going to come back. I, th I think we all probably mm -hmm. thought Edmonds was going to come back. And um, and to have it be Poyer, you know, the guy doesn't lack, you know, heart for sure. Um, you know, he's one of the leaders, not only in the locker room, but on the field. So I'm excited. I can't wait to see what the contract is. Um, and, you know, realistically, if, if Hyde feels comfortable playing, there's an op you know opportunity if we really want them to retire together that we can extend Hyde one year, free up some money. And, you know, still make more plays, you know, more plays in free agency because, that you know, there's an op opportunity there, too, because I think Hyde's now on his last year. Yes. So I believe he is. This is his last year. Um, so but now so having these guys back and having like you mentioned, we lost Tremaine um, defensively. We'll get to the offense side really quickly, but defensively. Um, what are the needs now? Uh, let's start with Big Newt on this one. So, like, we got Jordan back. We lose Tremaine. What else do you feel like we have to, to pay attention to, whether it be still in free agency or um, if we're going to focus on these things in the draft? What are the needs now for the Buffalo Bills defensively? Well, what are we doing with the Ed Oliver situation? We talked about it yesterday, the cryptic tweet he had this weekend saying, show me the money or don't talk to me. So what's going on with the Ed Oliver thing? We got to show up. Um, 
the deep tackle spot. We obviously got to uh, replace Edmonds. Last night we talked about uh, Levante David perhaps coming, maybe getting Wagner. We need to uh, fill out that position. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad that one-third the middle of our defense is coming back with Poirier. So that's what I'm interested in seeing doing next. Middle linebacker and then uh, sure up the deep tackle spot. I'm trying to I, – I was – I'm sorry, I got a text, and it wasn't the text that I was looking – it was the text from the person I was looking for, but they're, they're not sharing the details with me. So I was trying to find out how much Jordan was getting paid. Um, but it, it doesn't matter. I'm just happy that he's back. I'm happy that um, – you know, just just the way the way free agency started for Bills fans, I think it was starting to look like we were taking a back, uh, you know, taking a step back. I feel like it was starting to look a little bleak in certain ways. Let me ask you this, uh, Sarah. How are you feeling about on the other side of the ball this morning? The Buffalo Bills also announced that, um, you know, we're bringing yeah. in. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say that we got Deontay Hardy. Uh, Hardy. Um, to be honest with you, I freaked out when I saw the, the contract um, details. Not not in more, you know, they had it in simple terms. And I was like, holy crap, we just completely overpaid for this guy. Um, but then I actually, you know, went on to, um, to uh, sport track and actually looked at what the contract uh, details are. It's actually a very team friendly contract. Um, it, you know, we're pretty much upgrading, hopefully our um, punt return, uh, kick return specialist position. Um, for about a million five additional if we get rid of McKenzie. Um, so it's not terrible. We can cut him uh, next year, uh, and it's a $1.375 million dead cap hit. So it's not terrible. The extra, everyone's saying a two-year $13.5 million contract, the extra $4 million is incentives. So if he hits the max of the incentives this year and he gets the additional $2 million, we could only all pray that it happens because those are some – serious numbers yeah. he has to hit in order to get that extra two million dollars so um that it, it's a it's a win-win for everybody um not hating on on the pick anymore on the uh on the pickup anymore i i reacted before i tell everybody wait till the contract details come out all the time and i didn't i reacted emotionally before i saw it and now that i've seen it I'm okay. And regardless if we let McKenzie go now because we need the 2 million, you know, the, his 2 million or we wait, it, it doesn't really matter. His cap hit is, you know, dead cap hits $300,000. So we could wait to August re realistically to let him go. If we don't need the money, if we need the money, we let him go and we give him, you know, that opportunity to join another team. Well, uh, that's where I was going next with Sterling. Um, so what do, you, what do you think as far as, so with this pickup, are we keeping McKenzie or are we letting McKenzie go? Do you feel that, um, you know, there's space for, because if you really look at it at this point now, we actually have three guys on the roster that pretty much almost are the same player. We have, um, you know, Hines, we have McKenzie, and then now with the pickup this morning of Hardy. So um, where are your, what are your thoughts when it comes to that role for the Buffalo Bills roster? Well, I think one thing we got to keep in mind is they don't have to make any more roster moves in terms of releasing guys for cap space because they have the cap space. McKenzie could very well go to camp and they could battle out just kind of like uh, they did with uh, the wide receiver last year, Jamison Crowder. Um, I don't think McKenzie makes a team, though. So he may make it to training camp potentially and, and they kind of see what they have in Deontay Hardy. But I think it when you look at it as a whole, I think, you know, the fact that they shored up Jordan Poirier 
and now they have a hole at linebacker, kind of reminiscent of last year when they uh, made moves, but they didn't do anything at corner as we were expecting through free agency. It kind of looks like if you're a team wide receiver or if you're a team linebacker, probably linebacker first is probably where they're going to have to go uh, in round one if they keep that pick. Yeah, Sarah, you got any further thoughts on that? Yeah, I was going to say that when it when it comes to Hardy, the first and foremost, someone asked if he's a, a slot guy. He pretty much is, but he's going to be more, I think, of a gadget play guy. So I think that's kind of exactly what McKenzie does. I, so that's why I was thinking that McKenzie's gone. Um, and the the whole thing with our with our money situation with us re-signing Poyer, we we pretty much don't have money left. So if we want to go out and make well, any more. Um, well, I'm you know. sorry to cut you off, but like, we don't know what he got yet. So, exactly. But we, we only, know. we really didn't have much to play with to begin with. Um, everyone was assuming we had a lot to play with, but you, we have to have about seven or 8 million set aside for the draft. So, uh, we don't have as much as everyone is anticipating that we have. Uh, so I think that we do have to think about making a couple of other moves, uh, in order to have some more money if we're going to make more moves. Uh, well, Big Newt, what do you, based on what Sarah just said there, what do you think uh, possibly could be big moves coming if there is a big move at all? Brandon Bean came out this year and said, look, don't anticipate any big moves. And to me, this Jordan Poyer signing is the big move. I don't think that um, with us locking Poyer down, I don't anticipate us going for any other big type of, you know, name, whether it be on defense or offense. What do you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I wanted to go back to the wide receiver thing real quick. I I didn't understand that move. I reached out to some of my friends that are Saints fans, and it was mixed emotion. I looked at the kids' stats. I mean, it's, it's pretty much similar to what Hines doing in a return game. And like Sarah just said, I agree. I looked at it like, okay, he's, we already got what he does in McK- uh, McKenzie. So I'm like, why do we need that? So I didn't get it. He seems small. He seems quick. That's all fine, but I'm like, okay, we just got a gadget play guy, you know. So I didn't understand that. But going back to your question, um, it was rumblings that we might trade for the kid, the running back out of Detroit, um, Williams, I think. Mm-hmm. And then uh, now also the big fish will be getting a uh, big fella out of uh, Tennessee to run it back. I would love for us to find a way to do that. Um Sarah, once again, is probably right. I feel like she's our capologist. Whenever we, I see, whenever I see people restructure, I always tweet, oh, yeah, let's go shopping. Sarah, like, no, no, that don't mean we got money. So I do defer to her when it comes to that. Because once I saw Diggs, it's like, oh, man, we just saved five mil with the Diggs contract. I get hyped. You know what I'm saying? So I would like for us to get uh, one of those. And also, uh, uh, and um, my boy, the running back, his brother in Minnesota, they talking about his rumblings that we might get him. Yeah, Cook, excuse me. Uh, so, um, contract's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, okay, we probably can't do that. So I would like to see a big fish happen if we could do, uh, get it. That would be exciting. Um, but like I said, like you said, man, it, it comes down to us getting poorer. So if we could go out and get another veteran linebacker on a, a team-friendly contract, that would make me feel a little bit better, but Poyer, man, today's a lot better day for me because we're bringing them back. You okay, said, so no, go ahead. Uh, I was go just going to say, you said Williams. I was kind of on the Jamal Williams train for a little bit, but if if he couldn't negotiate with Detroit, um, and then I, you know, you see what Detroit, um, you know, with the contract that they offered um, uh, Chicago's running back to come in, 
the the fact of the matter is he probably wants, you know, like five, six million dollars. And I don't think he's worth it. He would be our mm-hmm. third down short yardage type back. I don't right. think that's worth it. I, I wouldn't want to pay that for someone who's only going to be doing that. So kind of off on him. I'd rather just draft somebody later on um, that can do the same thing uh, rather than pay that kind of money. Um, but I do think going back earlier to the question regarding um, what we need on, on defense, um, I think we need obviously linebackers, probably our most pressing need um, earlier now than it was later in the, in the draft. Um, but then, you know, safety, I think we should, we should still be drafting, but we also probably need an edge guy um, leading in because we haven't re-signed Shaq Lawson. Boogie Basham hasn't shown us what we need to see and Vaughn's going to be out probably for a couple months. So I think that as much as we don't really want to see defense in the draft, if we're not going to do it in free agency, we're going to have to get a couple of guys in, in the draft on defense. Well, so before we get to the draft, um, we got maybe 15 minutes to kind of get into a couple things here. But before we get into the draft now, we just talked about how Brandon Bean mentioned that it's going to basically be like, hey, we're not going to go major shopping in free agency this year. So now you can kind of look forward to some bargain players. Sterling, with what you know that's still available in free agency from, you know, from all the stuff that we heard during the legal tampering period from where guys are going and all of that. So the guys that are available, what do you think um, Brandon Bean's approach is for the rest of free agency? Like what type of guys are we looking for that we're going to add or are we going to add anybody? Yeah, I think they have to add a couple people. Um, but, you know, the thing that that I kind of caution everybody on is you just never know. Like, even though we think that Jordan Porter might be the biggest fish, quote unquote, that we get, we just don't know. Brandon Bean still, I mean, even though what we see in terms of the restructures, there are obviously more candidates that could be restructured. They could release some guys to free up cap space. People that we never thought that would be off the team. I, I don't have anybody off the top of my head right now. Uh, so, you know, in terms of, I think it's going to be bargain bin guys. Um, I, I don't see anything. Um, I would really kick the tires on Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, just because the wide receiver market is so is so slow right now. I mean, he wants reportedly 15 to 20 million. He's not going to get that. But could you get him for eight? Could you get him for six? I don't know on a one year deal to kind of prove it that you're better from your ACL. Um, and I think it, I think the rumors are true that they still might be in the market for a running back every single year. Every running back that gets released it seems like the Bills are, are kicking the tires on at least checking. Uh, even today, we heard about Ezekiel Elliott possibly being released. And if that's the case, okay, what is it going to cost to get somebody like that? And and, and again. Don't don't look at it as well. This isn't the Zeke that that we all have known from four years ago. Just think, this is a guy that can come in. He's excellent pass protection. He he's a great short yardage back. And then you still have James Cook, by the way, uh, to be your you know to get that lion's share of carries. Where Zeke could just be a complimentary player, just as he was in Dallas last season. So I always say, pump the brakes on that. Kind of let's see how it plays out. I think Cook is going to – I'm hoping he's going to be uh, a lot better than last season. I think he's going to take a step forward, and hopefully he can be um, the primary – I don't know if he's built really to be a primary back in today's NFL, but the way the Buffalo Bills use the running back position, I think that he could take the, the lion's share of, of snaps and, and you know get things figured out for this offense. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun. But it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. 
Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Uh, but breaking news, as we were all talking about uh, what our needs are on defense and all that stuff, uh, Josina Anderson reports that the Buccaneers are bringing back linebacker Levante David to a one-year deal. So he's off the – he's, you know, he's not available anymore for Bills fans. Who were, and it, it was funny. Watch her in the comments right before I posted that. He said, go get Levante David. <laughs> you know, so, you know, that's a that was somebody who was on the wish list for Bills fans. He's gone. Um I have I a couple know. guys for you. So I think Rashawn Evans would be a great candidate. Uh, start looking his way. You know this. I think he had like 150 some odd tackles. He's not. He's not the uh, the guy in pass covers as Tremaine is. But I think he's a, a suitable fit. You know, maybe you could bring somebody like that in. Sheldon Rankings is the defensive tackle. Uh, Taven Bryan, as we know, when the Bills played the Jaguars a couple years ago, they wrecked that offensive line. Uh, there's so there's still bargain bin guys available that I think could be uh, options for the Buffalo Bills. All right, Sarah, you got anything? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that they got him for seven million dollars for one year, and, and that you know kills me. I, and yes, I get the whole tax situation of Florida is different than New York. But, you know, you know, maybe we didn't offer or maybe, you know, it wasn't enough. I, I don't know. But I would think that that sounds like a, a huge deal. But that kind of would be lining up with what, you know, Bobby Wagner would, you know, would probably be getting. So I still think we need someone who is a veteran leader and we still and then we can draft somebody. Um, someone mentioned Devin Bush, you know, not really the veteran leader that I'm thinking of, but still, uh, you know, still a replaceable guy. He's, some, you know, someone that can come in and, you know, I think is still a step up from from Bernard or, or Dotson because that's what we got right now. Yeah, I know. Right. I, I don't you know, I think they go rookie here, to be honest. I, I really think they, they just draft somebody when, when do you remember when, how much Edmonds struggled his rookie year? I mean, you're literally yeah. the quarterback of the, the defense. And like hey, you're calling the plays. So but, you, but you I, remember how much Matt Milano struggled when he were, was and that rookie. was about to say, I think what they're going to do is I think they're going to give Matt Milano the the you know the responsibility the of what Jordan of not Jordan of what Tremaine had so now I think Matt Milano takes over that because they they basically were the same but the way this defense is they they're the same position in a way um they're interchangeable they do the same things so I, I I'm looking forward to seeing that I think they're looking for a little bit more of a thumper as far as a linebacker the way our linebackers play we don't necessarily rush the quarterback we don't rush the you know and that that was one of the biggest questions even with my love for Tremaine it was like okay well we don't go after the quarterback enough we don't stop the run enough I think they're looking for a little bit something like that with this um and then Cyril and sorry to cut you off there I just wanted to make sure I say yeah. like I think that's where Matt Milano's going 
Yeah. So, you know, if we're, if we're talking draft, I think, you know, a buzzy name right now is Jack Campbell, six foot five guy that can, can get it done. Uh, I, I would kick the tires on the Noel Sewell. I think he's a guy that you could probably get in the second round. Probably, uh, you know, we talked about um, Trenton Simpson, you know, he, he's not your Mike linebacker, but again, you know, they kind of, both these linebackers kind of play, they're kind of off ball linebackers. And then uh, Henry Toa Toe from Alabama is another guy. Um, so I would expect if you if I'm a betting man between, you know, Trenton Simpson, Henry Toto and Jack Campbell, Noah Sewell, I think one of those guys will be Buffalo Bills at the end of the draft. Uh, interesting point here. By the end of the second, from, uh, end of second round. <laughs> uh, interesting point here from my man, RJ, real quick. Um, I want Sarah's first and then we can go to Newt on this. Um, we just got done talking about Jordan Poyer signing, and I, I know everybody remembers when Jordan Poyer, um, I don't remember if it was on his pod or if he tweeted it or where he was talking, but he basically said, like, you know, I'm tired of the state taking all my money, like taking half of my taxes. It's not quite literally half, but it's a big chunk of what comes out of, you know, his income being playing in the state of New York and Erie County. Um, RJ says this is why the cap should be adjusted for income tax. All Florida teams have a cap that's 10.9% more than the bills. Uh, I just kind of want your thoughts on that and what, what you feel about that. Let's start with Newt and hit Sarah up and then uh, we can kind of get ready to get on out of here. That would be fair. But can I, I wanted to go back real quick and we talk about these and we talked about this. Well, hold on, hold on. Let's stay, wait, wait, wait. Let's let's stay. Let's stay on here. We can go back before we end because that's a point that I really want to touch on really quick. So, no. how do you how do you feel about that, real quick? Oh, that's fair. If they had an adjustable system because of state taxes, because then everybody want to play in Florida, so that would be fair. I get it, Sarah. Because now you live in Florida, and yeah. you know, and I think when when it comes to it, every summer or every uh, spring when free agency happens. You, you do see kind of like whether the Dolphins are good or not, whether the Bucks are good or not, uh, Jacksonville good or not. You do see like an influx of people saying, right. I want to go to one of these teams because there's no or even now yeah. with Vegas. Uh, well, I think it's Vegas and Texas are the two other places that don't have state income tax. So Texas as well. So it makes a difference. I mean, you know. What Jordan tweeted out is a little bit different. I mean, to be honest with you, uh, in a prior life, I, you know, I did, uh, I went to school for accounting for taxes, but they have, they have to literally do every week that they're traveling, they have to do wherever, what, wherever location they're at. So yes, eight of their games are in the state of New York, which costs them more money. So for Florida, eight of their games, you know, or in Florida, you know, depending on, uh, you know, if it's the nine game or eight game system, it's, going to be you know it, it kind of works out this the the same way and when he's saying half of his paycheck most of that's federal taxes it's not mm-hmm. quite the state taxes so um it's you know it's, it's a percentage yes and it, it hits hard and i talk about it all the time i don't want to move back to new york because i don't want to you know i don't want to deal with state taxes or the crazy property taxes up there you know but no matter where you go, you're going to have something down here in Florida house prices are three times what they are in New York. So you you just have to look at it that way. He already has a house down here so I can see why he doesn't care. You got nice beaches down there too. I don't think we got like two in Buffalo. Now, big, it's cold today. It's 72. It's cold. Oh, Oh, the horror. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I have have a sweater on. Big no, I just to touch on something. Uh, go ahead and kind of go ahead. 
Well, I just wanted to say what Sterling said, and I like the fact that he bring in prospects that we could look at. But like what we talked about last night with Brandon Bean and his history of drafting, I I don't think at this point if we need a middle linebacker, he gonna draft one because his mantra has always been, "I'm taking what the best player available." Even when we'll take running backs in the first round, where we like, do we really need a running back? Do we really need another defensive end? He believes in the first best player available, so I don't know if I would have faith in him drafting a middle linebacker if we don't sign one free agent. So I would feel better if we picked up one free agent. That's all. You know, the thing is, again, we have the conversation about how much money is available, and I just don't know um, the type of player or you know the quality of player that's available for this the type of money that we will be able to allocate to any of these positions, but I'm with you. Cause like, I'm still on the train, like, you know, Sterling and, and uh, Daryl and B in our, in our group that we have, they'll tell you I'm all in on, I'm still trying to figure out on who we can still extend or trade or cut or whatever to get a player of the caliber of, uh, you know, I want D hop out here or I want, uh, you know, tr- somebody. And I know D hop said that he's willing to do one of the, um, he, he's willing to do something to where he can restructure his contract or, or, just redo his contract completely to where it's yeah. not as taxing on the team that he goes to. If I don't know what that means. I don't know if you're saying I'll cut that in half. Cause he, I think he's almost 20 million this year. Um, I don't know if he's saying. He'll and, cut. Yeah. 16, five this year and 19 next year. So, you, you know, you're North of 15 million both years. Are you saying that you're willing to go down to eight? Are you going to 10? Are you saying, you know, uh, just convert it to whatever. So it's not hitting the salary cap the same way. What are you really saying? Cause I would love to have a, a caliber of receiver to go alongside Stefan Diggs. So I'm with you. I just don't know what's realistic as a Bills fan this year. Uh, Sterles, you got any th- thoughts on that? Yeah, I'll just say this. Um, you know, the, the, the idea that they're terrible at drafting I, I, is probably a little far-fetched. It's somewhere in the middle. I, I think they do a good job early first round. They just haven't hit on their second and third round picks lately. Uh, and then we don't know about this last year's draft class, but they don't draft best position available. They just don't. They draft need. Brandon Bean, if you go look, go start with free agency through the years that he's been here. They always try to fill all the needs that they can. And then they still go need in the draft like Kyrie Elam last year was a need when they drafted Boogie Basham and those guys and, and Spencer Brown. Those were need picks. Those weren't luxury picks. So I feel like because I don't that's why I was saying earlier, the Bills might not sign a linebacker and they might not sign another wide receiver. So Browns one, two and three, I guarantee you it'll be linebacker, wide receiver and who who knows, maybe offensive lineman or something like that. I just don't really see the bill. The only best player available pick that I've really recognized the Bills doing was was uh, the quarterback that didn't work out. They drafted him because he, they said he was the best player available. Other than that, they're drafting need every time. You th- you feel so? I, I do, I, I mean, man. I do. I can't. I can't name a, a a you know best player available pick that they have. I just think that they draft the player or the the person instead of the player. Sometimes the player doesn't actually fit into our scheme, and then they they feel like they're going to mold him into something that doesn't end up panning out. Like Boogie Basham hasn't panned out. I, I feel you know same thing with Bernard quite we don't quite know where you know where he's you know gonna quite fit into here so I just I hope that they look at best player available and say you know can this person be better than someone who is on our team currently 
and and think about bringing them in. But at the same time, we do have certain needs. And I don't think that our needs are, have changed. I think maybe later on in the draft, I think safety and um, and uh, wide receiver are still, you know, and offensive line are still, you know, people that we need to get in in this draft. And especially uh, someone that can be play, you know, guard and center. So w- once Mitch Morris is done, we can move, you know, move on. I just feel like about the whole conversation that we're having. Sterling and I a couple weeks ago did a did an episode. I think it was Chop Up or it could have been Code of Conduct. I don't remember. But we went through each draft class. And there was like through the three draft class period, we had a total of like 24, 25 picks. And we hit on six. And I just think when you're when you're talking about that, you know, this year going into the draft, this is one of those years where you have to hit on your picks. I'm not saying that every single one has to be a starter, but but they have to be a contributor. And we we can't we can't do um, draft in the second round and then cut the guy a year later or we can't do where we draft a guy who is quality, but we're keeping a guy playing that's not really playing up to par, but we keep the guy on a practice squad because of politics. And then they get plucked off the practice squad to go play for the Jets or go play for somebody else. We have to do better this year with hitting on our picks. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and get on out of here. This was just a special edition. We wanted to um, uh, jump on and celebrate the fact that the Buffalo Bills were able to keep Jordan Poyer employed in Orchard Park, in Western New York. Listen, every time I listen to, to the Black Album by Jay-Z now, it's going to hit so different when he says, when I come back like Jordan, wearing the full five. It's going to hit so different. I'm t- matter of fact, I'm about to play that when I get off of here. Uh, Big Newt, why don't you go ahead and plug your show real quick, man? Check us out bi-weekly during the offseason, man. Wednesday mornings, the Jamie D. Big Newt Show coming at you. Let's get it. Sarah, why don't you plug your several show or no, plug your show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right now we're uh, Thursdays at nine o'clock. Me and Jerry Ostrowski on Three Man Rush. We are soon to be re- uh, rebranding to Line to Gain. So if you follow us on Twitter, it's Line to Gain now, not not Three Man Rush. But it's coming soon. Thursdays at 9 p.m. And Sterles for the girls. Talk about intentional grounding for me, man. Yeah, man, Attention to the Ground has been popping on Monday nights. You know, we'll be doing our mock drafts and going over these prospects. So uh, that's where you can find me on Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern time. All right, and then y'all know y'all can catch me, Code of Conduct, Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Wednesday nights during the offseason, we have uh, the chop-up, which will be live tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And then directly following, we're going to have a special edition hump day hotline that uh, I got. I talked Joe out of, out of his vacation. So Joe is coming back tonight for the hump day hotline. And, you know, we got some fun stuff coming up. So everybody, please, uh, you know, stay plugged in. We're going to come keep bringing you the great content. Go to buffalorumlins.com for all your Buffalo Bills news. And, hey, y'all know how to do it over here. Y'all love each other. Take care of each other and live in peace. And, as always, stay positive, test negative. Go Bills. Go Bills. <laughs> Go Bills. Hey, hey. Code of conduct. <laughs>